Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Now let's get it started. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're connecting business perspectives. I already got our guests to laugh right when we started. Fantastic. We're off to a great start. Um, But my name is Colton Cockrell. I'm a certified financial fiduciary and an independent financial advisor. Yes, independent financial advisor. Um, But I'm not doing this alone. I'm always here with my lovely guest, and she would kill me if I did not introduce her first uh, before our guest. So today, I have Trisha Stetzel, as always, with me. Trisha, take a bow. Just endure the applause, all that good stuff. Thank you, Colton. You do realize that you said your lovely guest, right? And not your co-host. Yeah. It's It's okay. I still love you. It's It's all right. It's been a long week, Tricia. Just a long week. It has been a very long week. But we have an amazing guest with us today. So first off, Tricia Stutzel, Results Extreme Business Solutions. I'm super excited to be here with you, Colton. But I'm even more excited that we have Judy Wiggins with Judy Wiggins Wiggins Agency on the line with us today. So Judy is a small business owner and owns three successful all-state agencies. She's been in the insurance business for about nine years. And before that, she was in education. She is married to her wonderful husband, Michael, and they have a son, Luke, who is nine years old. As a family, they love to travel, go on hikes, and enjoy life's adventures. She also loves working in her community. Colton, And Judy, I'm so excited to be here. Judy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And you know what, Trisha, I'm a little disappointed. I thought you were going to call me your co-guest, but I guess guess not. Um, So we're going to talk about property and casualty today. I'm actually really excited about this because um, first and foremost, I know hurricane season is right around the corner. Uh, And Judy, I know you probably get a ton of questions about this time around this time of year. So so let me ask you this first and foremost, um, what changes since Harvey really have been made to, um, to insurance as far as windstorm and protection and things like that, maybe flood zones or really whatever you want to expound on? So really, there haven't been a whole lot of changes since Harvey. Um, I, I know that the big question that I always get is flood insurance and remapping the flood zones. And I used to be in an X, now I'm moving to an AE and changing flood zones. The changes that we've seen in the last couple of years are actually a result of Ike. So we have not seen the Harvey changes yet. Um, It takes a little longer for flood to catch up. And then with other insurance, really, there have not been a lot of substantial changes since Harvey. Harvey was mostly a flood event. And again, I I think in the future, we'll see some changes remapping possibly. So how long, I, I did not know that. How long does it typically take for insurance to catch up with uh, uh, catastrophes such as, you know, the flooding that we experienced, you know, two, three years ago? Uh, you know, I'm not really actually sure of the answer to that question. Um, I know that, like I said, we recently saw some remapping in the last couple of years, and that was all as a result of, of Ike. Of Ike, my goodness, Ike, that is so long ago. Holy cow. You also yeah, have- it was like eight or nine years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but FEMA is in charge of that. And so, you know, FEMA is part of the federal government and it takes the federal government a little longer to move along. You might want to edit that part out. 
<laughs> no, you know what? It's funny you say that because I was going to tell Trisha after the show how she was going to be so happy because I was going to say, yeah, they're pretty good at dragging their feet. So no, never mind. You you open the door. Colton, loves, Colton loves to put a little bit of a little bit of that in the show. Just a little. <laughs> Edit that part oh. out. I don't want to say anything negative, but yeah, no. The 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 changes that we've seen are from mine. Okay. Well, and so Judy, just to make you feel a little bit better, I was in the military, so I absolutely understand how slow the government can be. I mean, it's just part of it, right? There's a lot of red tape and things that people have to go through uh, in order for that to work. So flood insurance, in my opinion, is pretty affordable. There are a whole lot of people out there that aren't even in flood zones that may or may not choose flood insurance. Can you just talk? I mean, we're down here close to the coast. Uh, whether or not you're in a flood insurance or a flood zone, excuse me, um, do you, would you encourage or at least educate people on having flood insurance? Absolutely. We are on the coast. We have seen some major catastrophes with flooding in the last several years. And um, my agency and I, we worked through Harvey claims. We paid out I've, I've gone back and looked at the numbers several times between my two, lo I had two locations at that time. And because of the people who had flood insurance, our agency paid out over $15 million in claims. So when I say that our agency was there for people during Harvey, I mean that we were dealing with a lot of claims. Um, and I can't tell you how many people I spoke to on the phone that said, you know, I, I never had, I've never flooded. I didn't flood during Allison. I didn't flood during Ike. I didn't flood during the tax floods. Name a time when the city of Houston or some surrounding area has flooded. They're all saying they had never flooded. And some people, they didn't flood during Harvey, but a lot of people did. A lot of people during Harvey who flooded didn't, were not in a high risk flood zone. They were in an X zone and having conversations with people knowing that they had insurance to help them was, was amazing because we, we know that we put the right things in place. They, they agreed to that. Everything was good. But then also talking to people who did not, who flooded, but did not have insurance and hearing them say, I know I don't have flood insurance. I should have carried it. And then also we had people who didn't flood, but got really close and they were just everybody was on edge. And so we wrote a lot of flood insurance after Harvey too, because people were just nervous because they saw how close it got. Right. So I definitely yeah. recommend it. Um, we like to have that conversation with everyone in the agency, but ultimately it's the, it's the customer's choice if they're not in a high risk zone, it's their choice if they want to carry that or not. Mm -hmm. And Trisha, you know, what kind of stood out and all that to me is she was talking about how during the flood, whether you had insurance or not, you know, she was there helping individuals going through everything. She, she sells insurance. She's not in the claims department, but yet she still took the time to do. I think that's awesome. That's customer service right there. Yeah. We, uh, we, the first month after Harvey, I want to say we were fielding about 400 inbound phone calls a day. And most of them were related to the flood and most of them were related to Harvey. And the sad thing is that I kind of equate it to Groundhog's Day. You know, the movie with Bill Murray, how it's the same thing over and over. So as you're talking to customers that are calling in, they're all telling their story and every story is very similar, but there was a common thread in there of, I'm, I'm just so grateful it wasn't worse than what it was. I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm so grateful that people are here to help me and it could always be worse. 
even when I'm talking to people who had it really, really bad, they're still saying that that hopefulness that they all had of it could have been worse. And that was, it was hard to listen to all of those stories and it was draining, but it was so fulfilling to, because that's what we do. I mean, yes, we sell insurance, but we're selling insurance for a disaster or for a claim. And I tell people all the time that I hope that you get your insurance bill, you mumble and you moan and you gripe a little bit about it because you're like, oh, I'm paying something that I don't even get anything out of. And I hope that you never have to use it because if you do, you're having a bad day. You know, it's, I say the same thing about long-term care insurance, yes. right? It's like, you never want to use it, but man, if something happens, it's the best thing to have. Right? Oh my goodness. Uh, so Trisha, uh, I know you will, I keep asking a bunch of questions. Um, can I ask one more? I know you, you always talk all over me. It's I get fine. All questions out of the way and take up all the time so that you don't have a lot left. That's kind of like the way I've been working. Uh, no. Yeah, okay. Last question here. Let's talk about rates. Um, specifically, I want to talk about all the time, you know, as a young person, I'm hearing, oh, you know, you, you got to bundle your home, bundle your auto, right? Is it, does that really save you a lot of money? Is that something, or is it better to shop separately for your home and your auto? So really that just depends. Um, I always encourage people to have their home and auto together because then you have it at one agency, you have one local agent helping you with that. Um, and, and for a lot of companies, there are some really good bundling discounts that go along with that. All right. So Judy, let me ask you this. Um, everyone is so concerned about rates, right? Their premiums when it comes to insurance. Is the premium, the, the amount that you pay, is that everything when it comes to insurance? Is that the most important thing that people need to be obsessed about? Absolutely not. Rates are important because obviously we all want something that's affordable, but you get what you pay for. Not all insurance policies are created equal. So there are um, policies that cover some things and other policies don't cover that. They To get a little technical on you, some policies are replacement costs. That means that if your home is insured for $400,000, they're insuring it for $400,000. There are other policies that are what they call actual cash value, where they depreciate part of that. that that's, that's part of what's going to make the rate change. Another thing that's important with rate is your deductible. Some people want to carry a higher deductible and have a lower rate because in the event of a claim, they have the money to pay for that higher deductible. Other people don't have that savings to pay for that. So they want to have a lower deductible. Uh, I like to tell the story about if there's a $400,000 house and you get a 5% deductible on your home, you're pretty much self-insuring your roof at that point. Because I mean, $20,000 is what you're saying that you're wanting to pay for. So there's so many variables that play into rate, like the type of policy, like the types of perils that it covers. Um, I know of somebody who purchased a policy that was a little less expensive and then had a free, they, they were victims of the freeze. Um, their home, the pipes burst, ceilings caved in in every room, $40,000 worth of damage. They found out that their policy doesn't cover freeze. So it is so important to know what your policy covers and what it doesn't cover, what your deductibles are and what you're paying for, because ultimately you're paying for your insurance company to be there for you in the time of a claim. 
Yeah. And I think that's so, yeah. And I think that's so important, Judy, you know, as you were talking through that, I was thinking about people, you know, in, uh, in the summer, a lot of people get swimming pools, right. Uh, and they never call their insurance agent (laughs) to let them know that they've made a change to their house and their insurance agent never checks in with them. So they go years, right. Where they've maybe built a structure or a swimming pool or something onto their house. And because their insurance agent never checks in with them, there's some disaster and well, it's not covered, right? So can you talk a little bit about the importance of customer service between the agent and the client? I'm assuming, because you guys are amazing, that you call your clients on a regular basis. Absolutely, we do. So when a policy is about to renew, if it's an auto policy or a home policy, we're going to call and we're going to check in and offer an insurance review for them. Um, Because like you said, life changes. If you bought your policy five years ago, and you've made updates to your home. You, you, have, you have kids now that you didn't have before. Now your kids are driving. I mean, there are life events that trigger a phone call to your insurance agent, but you don't always think about that. So that's what we do on our end is we do call out and proactively reach out, check in, see how things are going, review the policy. Education is so important because if, I'm sure if I asked you right now, what are your liability limits on your auto? you might know, or you might say, you know, I'm not really sure. And, and most people that we talk to are like, um, well, I have full coverage or I have $500 deductibles, but it's like, well, what's the liability limits on your home? What's it on your auto? Cause that's, that's the part of insurance that, you know, you're required to have by law, but that is a huge part of insurance as well to protect your, your wealth, to protect your assets. And you definitely, we, we love to educate people about that. And the financial advisor could totally appreciate that. So let's talk about, let's talk about that uh, liability limits. Um, can you just kind of walk me through that and just what you've seen and, and what you would recommend? So really it's a personalized approach. However, the state minimum liability limits are 30,000 per person, 60,000 per occurrence and 25,000 for property damage. So what that means is if I get in my car and I cause an accident, if there's one person injured, all my insurance is responsible for is $30,000. If there's a couple of people injured, they're responsible for $60,000. And and my insurance is only gonna pay $25,000 toward the repairs of the car or if the car is totaled out. That's the state minimum. That's what you're legally required to have. We all know with medical bills and expenses, and we all know with some of the cars that we've seen on the roads lately, that that is just not enough coverage for the other party. And yes, this is coverage for the other party, but what happens if you cause an accident and someone is really injured and your insurance company is only gonna pay 30,000 of that, they're gonna come after me for the rest of it, right? We, we see this happen. So we, we talk to people about increasing their limits, the maximum, not, not the maximum, but one of the higher levels is 250 per person, 500 per occurrence, 100,000 um, for property damage, or even higher than that. And then we also talk to people about umbrella policies, because then once, it's, once those limits are exhausted on your auto or even on your homeowner's insurance, then you can have a million, two million in additional coverage to help in those situations. There is a story I can tell you. Um, last year, one of, the, one of my team members was talking to a customer 
reviewing the policy and we increased her limits to the maximum to 5,500. Um, a few months later, there was an accident that caused a fatality and, and she was so grateful to have that coverage because she was not responsible for paying anything. They, they settled at the, at the maximum limits. That's what insurance can do for people. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, we just have to have it. We're required. And, and yes, and if you have a mortgage and if you drive a vehicle, you are required to have it, but it, it can do so much more for you. And that's what we try to tell people about. Is it my turn, Colton? I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be quiet. I literally have some questions. You took over the whole show. I know. Like the whole show. I'm not talking. I know. You you take care of everything else from here on out. (laughs) Colton's going to sit there with his arms, arms folded like a little kid. It's okay. Judy, this is, man, I I love all of the, the technical, um, the technical data that you're giving us because it's not something we don't normally go down that path. And I think that's really cool that you're doing that for us. So from, I, I like to go back to the customer service because I know you and man, you've got three agencies now, right? I, I haven't even talked to you since you added the third one. So I know that you've got something really great going out there. So will you tell us where your agencies are? Yes. So I have an office in Friendswood, an office in Pearland, and then an office in Sugarland. We help people all over the entire state of Texas. So, I mean, we have customers in every corner. Um, but yes, those are where the three offices are located. That's awesome. And congratulations. That's so dang exciting. So Colton, can I ask the, can I ask the hard question? Would can that I be okay? One, one more quick question. Oh yeah, go hurry up. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> all right. Regarding umbrella policies, yep. helpful or all hype? I think they're helpful and I've seen where they're helpful. Um, especially as a financial advisor, you, you understand how important it is to protect your, your net worth, your assets, whether it's your home, your retirement. Um, in Texas, they do not garnish wages, but in a lot of states they do. And so that's one of the things that they tell people about when they're talking about umbrellas is they can go and garnish your wages. Obviously, Texas, it doesn't happen here, but they can, yeah, I know, right? But if somebody sues you, they can go after your retirement accounts if they're not protected properly. They can go after your home. They can go after your assets. Um, and you never know what's going to happen. And you know, we were talking about the technicalities of liability limits, but to increase your limits, it is not that expensive. It sounds so expensive going from 30, 60 to 250, 500 but it is, it, it's really not that expensive. And we talked earlier about how inexpensive flood insurance can be an umbrella policy many times is even less than a flood policy. So the talking about rate and, and having the importance of rate, mm-hmm. these are, these are policies that are very affordable and can really save you if you're in that situation. And the sad thing is, is being in the industry that I'm in is we see people in that situation. She brought up two good points, Tricia. Have a good, have a good insurance agent. Have a good financial advisor. So it sounded like that. Right, I, that's what I heard, and I know that's why you asked that question, Colton. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smack you the next time we see each other in person. I'm just saying. Uh, so, Judy, it's time for the hard question. Okay, Colton, what would you ask? I'm, at, I'm gonna ask her about if you could have 
an ostrich or an elephant, which one would you choose and why? That's wow. Such a, okay. Such a question. I'm going to choose elephant because when my son was little, he would point to them and call them AAAs. But also, um, I have tried to feed an ostrich before and they're kind of vicious and a little scary. So I'm picking elephant for sure. <laughs> they seem a little nicer. <laughs> yeah, more, they're like gentle giants, right? Ostriches are more like, like vultures. They're just going to like peck you if you... You go through the drive through safari things and yeah, I mean, they, I roll up the windows when I get to them. Man, they're so Colton, small. all of our too. ostrich listeners are going to stop listening now. I am so sorry. You're right. I, I don't discriminate against ostrich or elephants. So I apologize. <laughs> they're both really nice animals, but if I had to choose in a pinch, I'm going to choose the elephant. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a really good answer. I mean, you do have some bad, some bad ostriches, bad elephants out there. So, I mean, you know, it's just, you can't be mad at the whole species for just a few of them, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Colton, we really have bridged the gap here, right? During our conversation, because no matter if you're a young, a young chick like you, right? Little duckling, uh, or like an old mother hen, mother goose, like me, like right? Old, we- old wise owl. I prefer that. <laughs> We all need insurance, but here's the thing. If you don't have a trusted advisor, then you really, you're probably not in the right place, right? You've got to go and have a relationship with your insurance agent because it really is, Judy, you were talking about it before we started recording. It's really about education. And I appreciate that uh, very much. So I think whether you're young, old, someplace in the middle, uh, insurance is the law and, but you can go and find somebody that you actually can build a relationship with. And I think that that's really important. All right. Are you going to ask the generation question or you want me to do it? I talked enough today, so I'm going to let you take care of it. All right. I love it. So Judy, (laughs) would you divulge to our listeners what generation you belong to? I will. So I'm kind of on the cusp. Sometimes, like I always thought that I was Gen X. But I think now, if if I'm up on my knowledge, like I think I might be, I'm a zennial. A zennial. Oh. I like that. I've never heard that. It's like because I'm right on the edge of X and millen and millennial. So I think I'm That's a zennial. Interesting. Well, and here's the thing, Judy, they change the dates on us all the time and they actually dropped the Y Jenners. I have no idea where they went because there used to be some, (laughs) which I think is where you fit in now, right? The Zennials. (laughs) I've never heard that before. I'm going to Google it real quick. Generation. (laughs) I'm going to Google it. Go ahead, Colton. Oh, no, 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 please leave me. No, no, no. Okay. So, um, so Judy, when you think about your own generation, is there a particular generation that you identify more with? No, I think (laughs) um, probably Gen X is what I identify a little more with. Uh, Yeah, I I would say Gen X. I'm I'm happy where I'm at. No, I'm good. I'm comfortable. (laughs) But that's a very Gen X answer. It's like, I mean... We are who we are. And I mean, I'm not a boomer and I don't want people calling me a boomer, although I love the boomers and I'm not a millennial. And so Gen Gen X is just that kind of sandwich that nobody really talks about. And we're just like, "Ah, I'm cool with it. That's so funny. 
<laughs> and we work hard and we make great businesses and we're great with people. I'm just saying, Colton, I don't know about your generation. <laughs> All right. We have goofed around a whole lot on this one. Judy, thank you for coming on the show today. This has been so dang much fun. Would you please provide our listeners with your contact information? You're going to have to spell it out since it's only audio. So when you give, if you give your email address um, and also spell out your name for us. Absolutely. Um, it's Judy Wiggins Agency. My name is Judy Wiggins, J-U-D-Y-W-I-G-G-I-N-S. The best number to contact the agency is 281-992-1926. And my email is my last name, Wiggins, and then the letter J at allstate.com. Awesome. Colton, any parting words, my friend? I just want to just formally apologize to Trisha Stetzel for taking most of the question time. I feel horrible. That is all. You do not. You do not. I, you're still my friend. It's okay. Judy, thanks for putting up with us. We like to have a little bit of fun on the show. Otherwise it would just be a boring interview. Hey, I appreciate the fun because we all know that insurance and getting technical is not the most exciting or fun thing to talk about. So I'm glad we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, we did. And I think you even laughed at Colton when we opened the show, which was totally, totally worth it. You got to leave that in there, Colton. <laughs> of course, I'll leave that in there. Absolutely. All right. I love it. All right, you guys, thank you so much again, Judy, for being with us today. And this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Colton Cocker with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.